Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of the Career Proof Podcast. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us again. Arjun and I have had so much fun sharing our tips and tricks with you guys, but this week is extra special because we're bringing someone new into the mix. Um, one of our close friends, Alana, is actually here to share some of her career tips with all of you, um, and so we're super excited to have her. Uh, she actually went to the same school as us, so go Babson. Um, and during her time at Babson, she interned at an investment bank and ultimately chose to pursue a full-time role in consulting at EY in Boston. Um, Alana, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, you guys. We are so excited. Um, I know you have so much going on in your day, so thanks for finding the time. Um, but I know that our listeners will be, you know, really, really excited to kind of hear more about you and your story. So how about you share a little bit more about yourself? Of course. Um, no, I'm happy to be here. And I'm, I'm so proud of you guys for what you guys are doing here. I think it's helping a lot of people. So I'm excited for, for both of you here. Um, but yeah, so I guess to, to start off, I grew up in Boston, um, right in the suburbs. And, you know, I think like a lot of a lot of people really explored, um, you know, pre-college what I wanted to do. I think I was one of those people who always wanted to have a, a clear cut plan of, you know, what I was going to be and what, you know, the goals I had set for myself. And so, you know, I did that by joining a bunch of clubs and activities from a really young age. And that sort of carried me on all the way through Babson. Um, so, you know, I, I grew up, you know, thinking that, you know, I could really, you know, put my mind to anything. And if I worked hard, I could, I could tackle it. And I think that sort of tenacity is, kind of per- taken me through, you know, to where I am today. But yeah, so I, you know, went to Babson, graduated, um, and now work as a consultant at Ernst & Young. Hey, Lana, that, that's great. Thanks so much for joining us. I mean, as people who've known you for a long time, I think it, it wouldn't be any surprise to us to, to hear that you're good at a lot of things, and you're also interested in a lot of things. I mean, even when you look at you know, your days in track and the student government and doing all of that at the same time, um, part of the challenge of going from college to, to full-time is you can't necessarily do all of your passions at the same time. You can't work two full-time, very, very demanding jobs at the same time. And if you could, I'm sure you'd have tried it. Um, so what was that transition? You know, you started in investment banking and eventually had to make that shift to consulting. What was it like? And, and what was going through your head as, as you had to choose between two, I'm sure, very, very appealing careers? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny you bring up our, our student, student government days together, Arjun. I miss those days. <laughs> um, You know, the transition from investment banking to consulting, at least for me, felt relatively natural in that part of my experience at an investment bank was not just, you know, learning about what it meant to be an IB, but it also meant figuring out what I didn't like about investment banking. And I think having had that experience you know, of figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like is what helped me figure out where I was going to go. You know, I think a lot of you, you know, a lot of the people who knew me in college know that I did try a lot of different things between, you know, you mentioned a few tracks, student government. um, But the lesson I learned by getting involved in so many different things is that the quantity of the amount of things that you do doesn't actually matter. It's the quality of those experiences good or bad. So, you know, I think when you talk about that transition from investment banking to consulting, while it sounds like a pretty, you know, stark difference of career choices, 
for me, it was the experience of being in investment banking that made set that made it make sense for me to move to consulting. So like a prime example is like one of the things I really enjoyed doing while I was in that investment banking role was pitching ideas and pitching strategies. Um, the issue was that that within that investment banking role, like that wasn't the highlight of the analyst experience. And so you know, when I figured out that that's what I wanted to do or that's what I enjoyed, I set out looking for where that experience and where that was going to be more of the, you know, centerpiece of my job. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, Babson, we talk about, you know, <laughs> what Babson, you know, what Babson allowed me to do was really build that strength and that ability to pivot quickly, to figure out what I liked, what I didn't, and move from one activity to the next. Um, you know, with, with the, in my, within my, like having in mind that I'm able to choose what I want to do based on the experiences I have and what I enjoy and don't enjoy doing. So, yeah, I, I really love what you said about, um, quality over quantity. I feel like, um, Arjun and I, we talk to so many clients that, um, come to us with resumes that have seven different positions on them, but maybe one or two bullet points under each one. Right. And I think that that lesson of like going deep in something and really having an impact and like looking for those high quality experiences is so relevant, um, especially for young professionals. So um, I think that's a really important lesson and appreciate you sort of highlighting that um, as something you also learned as part of your journey. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we often get too caught up in saying that we have to build these resumes that have a thousand different things to, you know, to try and showcase our talents. But, you know, one of the I think the best things that you can do for your for your career and also your professional and personal development in general is really invest yourself into figuring out like within this one experience, within this one situation, like what am I really good at what are my strengths what are my weaknesses um and being aware enough of you know your own you know your own self to figure out you know what where can i grow from this experience so yeah i love that um i think that's so fantastic um and i know you touched on this a little bit in 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 this earlier question but i would love to hear more about like what do you really think are some of those key skills that are needed to be a successful consultant yeah um you know I think the beauty of consulting in general is that you get to wear a lot of different hats all the time. Um, in nature, it's part of the nature of the job switching from project to project. Um, you have to be able to be adaptive. Um, and I think with that, you also have to have an intense sense of curiosity. Um, like curiosity, not just in the form of like un- trying to figure out, you know, like not just trying to figure out what's going on around you, but really trying to understand why the things that are happening are happening, you know? So coming from a financial services consulting perspective, it's understanding like where the real pain points are that aren't necessarily just in front of you. It's really digging in deeper um, and having this sense of wanting to figure out the root cause of, you know, how things are happening um, so I think curiosity is, pro- is, you know, the number one trait a consultant can have. And I think the next one, like I said, is being adaptable. Um, I think you're in these situations, you're on these projects, on these engagement teams, especially now having had switched from, you know, traveling Monday through Fridays for, for work and now being on Zoom, 
you have to figure out, you have to be adaptable. Um, your clients expect that of you. And in order to do your job well, it's important that you're able to, you know, figure out where best you can be an asset. Um, so I would say, you know, within, within consulting, having those, those two kind of perspectives would, would help and be, you know, critical for your performance. Yeah. And a lot of that, that's a really good point about, you know, just any things that, that make you appealing to the job um, are ultimately going to make you good at it. Right. So it's almost as if students should look at this and say, you know, these two characteristics are, are very key to me being successful in this role. I need to foster it in my time in college and then ultimately, you know, position that to my interviewers. Um, so, you know, in that spirit, I think we run into a lot of a lot, of, a lot of clients who who have the mindset of, oh, I'm, I'm so far down my college career. I don't know if I have a consulting resume, quote unquote. Um, you know, what are some activities that, that people can do from a very early, from a very early you know, in their college career to to build up that consulting skill set and ultimately put together a resume that would be appealing for for you know, a consulting recruiter? Yeah, I mean, you make a great point. I mean, in that these two, like being, you know, being curious and being adaptable are not traits that you're born with. It's things that you learn and um, can develop over time. So I, you know, I, I would give pause to anyone who says they don't have a consulting resume. I don't think there's necessarily such a thing, to be honest. I think there's things you can do um, and invest yourself you know, your, your time into and to help building your, your skill sets. I think part of that is, you know, becoming a really good writer. I think investing time into community, like learning how to communicate properly. I remember at Babson, I think one of the best classes I took was uh, the presentations and communications class. Um, I think working on those soft skills, um, you know, will go a long way. I think a lot of people think that, you know, you have to take these rigorous finance classes and sure, they're helpful. And of course, there's these hard skills that you need to, you know, need to work on. But there's so much more to that. It's not just the classes you take that are going to help you in your professional career. It's also investing time into joining clubs and organizations that you're passionate about where you get to practice and put into practice, you know, not just the stuff you learn in the classroom, but your leadership, your ability to communicate, your ability to convey information, you know, quickly, eloquently, and succinctly. Um, I think all of those are things that you can do um, while you're in college and should do, because I think it's a great opportunity uh, to practice in a relatively, you know, maybe you may not feel like it at the moment, but in a stress-free, uh, you know, lower consequences, uh, you know, environment. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I think that's the thing is like if, if you start early and you, you kind of start picking out some of these things that you can do early on in your college career, it just like naturally becomes easier when it comes to, you know, the hiring process and recruiting. Like there's already things that you can talk about and share. Um, so I love that. I think that that's so awesome. Um, and so just to get like really tactical about it, like what are some of your tips when it comes to like the hiring process? Like what do you think in terms of like when students should apply um, how to prep for the interview, like what, what are like some of your tips when it comes to that? Yeah, I think, you know, when I, I think the application process and the recruitment process for your first full-time career can seem really daunting and really scary. Um, I think when I, you know, how I approached it was I had just come off of an internship where I had really struggled to figure out why, you know, my why, figuring out like why I was there, why I was, I had chosen this, you know, this role. 
Um, and I was really afraid that if I, you know, did if, that that could happen again. And it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been an internship this time. It was going to be a full time, you know, a full time job. Um, and I think that thought had like plagued me for a very long time. Um, but then I, you know, as I started talking to people and I think this is like the best recommendation you can get is talk to people, like talk to people who are older than you talk to people who have gone through the hiring process and get their perspective, not even in the form of getting advice, but literally just understanding what people, what people were feeling throughout their recruitment process. So, um, you know, some of the best advice that I got um, when I was, when I was thinking about, you know, what was my next career move going to be? It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, you should be a consultant. It was, tell me what you liked about your investment banking role. And then it was, tell me what you didn't like about your investment banking role. And when you analyze that and you figure out what your likes and dislikes were, then it's, okay, now go like figure out what role aligns to you, not where you align to a role, but what roles align to you. And I think that's so much more natural. I think we oftentimes that, you know, see college students going through, you know, and trying to check their the box, like, okay, like this job description applies to me. Like I need to check all 10 boxes. You don't necessarily need to check all 10 boxes of the, of, you know, of the job posting. What you need to do is make sure that you feel like you, you feel like the job is applicable to you. Um, and so, you know, I, I say, I say this with, <laughs> with the understanding that the time of recruitment is stressful, but I think all too often we try to like, you know, go to go into our interviews and form ourselves to be like the perfect reflection of the job description or the perfect reflection of what we believe the recruiter wants us to be for that role. And I think that's how we find ourselves in positions that we don't necessarily like. Um, instead, if we went into it explaining what our skill sets were or are, are, what our you know, goals are we're able to get a lot more information about the role and see if it's a good fit for us. Um, so I hope, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> a lot of it, that was great. And you know, that, that's good life advice. Forget about career. That's, that's a great way to just live your life and have that mindset. Um, we'd love to you know, flip forward a little bit. And we, we've been talking primarily about what to do to get yourself in that position. And you've been you know, at the job for a couple of years now, which by consulting standards makes you a bit of a grizzled vet. Um, what's something that you picked up through your career that you wish you knew all along and, and something that, you know, young professionals who are getting started can, can really take forward with them? Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny that you say that now I'm a, a grizzly in the, in the consulting industry, because the, just the other day I was talking to someone who, who joined our firm just a few weeks ago and, you know, they were asking me questions that I was like, you know, I, I knew the answers to because it felt like second nature to me. But then I took a step back and realized like these questions that we, you know, that new consultants ask are questions that if someone doesn't take the time to answer, you kind of have to figure it out on your own. Um, and one of the things that I loved about that I continue to love about consulting is that within the field, like you're, the way that you're able to grow as a team and accomplish things is by sharing information and being a center of information and just, you know, dispensing that information. Um, you know, there's no, there's no such a thing as a good consultant. That's a hoarder of information. It's just like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but I think one of the things I, I wish someone had, had told me 
prior to, you know, prior to being a consultant is how important it is to really invest time into becoming a great communicator um, and a great writer specifically. I think, you know, I, and specifically at, at Babson, I think we're really lucky where we get to take a lot of courses where we give presentations. Um, and I think that really helps, but I think we could all use more writing classes. Um, because most of, you know, the way we communicate is through email, especially now, and at least I find now, especially in COVID times, um, you know, I send out, you know, hundreds of emails a day sometimes, you know, whatever it may be on whatever topic. And so I think becoming a good writer, I wish someone, you know, would have really told me that that's, that's a good place to start. <laughs> I love that. That is so awesome. Um, very, very incredible and awesome advice, Alana, as always. Um, I know I talk to you all the time and I feel like I learn something new every single time, which is just so refreshing and enlightening. Um, as we wrap up, is there anything else you want to add that maybe we didn't explicitly ask you about, but you feel like would be useful for young professionals trying to navigate their careers? Yeah, I think one of the things I, you know, I love to say to young, you know, young college students who are trying to figure out what their next step is, is that I think having the sense of like freedom in that you really can do whatever if you figure out what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And I like, I want to highlight the weaknesses. Like it's okay to have weaknesses. In fact, like we all have them. And at least being aware of your weaknesses um, allows you to not only like focus on them and figure out like how to get better, but it also kind of tells you, you know, where, where jobs may not be a good fit. And I think we're so scared about like saying this job isn't a good fit or so scared of saying like, we're, you know, we're not good at this, but it's okay not to be good at things. I mean, I'm not good at a lot of things. <laughs> um, but the point is that being able to figure out what those things are, are really is really important. Um, so, you know, and I think also kind of to caveat that, I think talking to people, find your mentors, find your tribe, um, find your group of friends. I mean, I think about, you know, the conversations even the three of us had, you know, in trim or, <laughs> or in the pub, wherever it may be, it was about figuring and, you know, giving confidence to one another and supporting one another um, as we were all trying to, to figure it out. And I, we're still trying to figure it out. I think it's easy to look at someone and say they have it all figured out. But, um, you know, there, there's still a lot that all of us to learn, to grow, that all of us, you know, are still are still tackling. Yeah, I totally agree. It, I feel like I couldn't like it's you said it so beautifully that I, I feel like I shouldn't even say anything else. Like that was it. It was mic drop. Like so fantastic. <laughs> uh well Arjun is there anything else you want to add before we go no, just a lot of thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to us you know always a pleasure and yeah I'm sure it's great advice that people can take a lot away from yeah feel free to reach out um happy happy to help wherever I can you guys cool well um thanks so much to our listeners we are uh really excited um to sort of be sharing uh, more and more podcasts with you guys and especially featuring some of our amazing friends so Thank you again, Alana, and um, hope to hear and, and talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.